Welcome to the Homeschool Loft Cast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we literally have a studio filled with guests, um, and we know that you all love to hear from those who were homeschooled and are now adults. So we have brought to you here today four out of five siblings from one family, one of our favorite local veteran homeschooling families, the Bernhardts. We have with us today Rachel, Elizabeth, Joshua, and Abigail. The Bernhardts were homeschooled by their parents, Bob and Raina, for a collective 23 years from 1995 through 2018. And we are so excited to hear from you all today. Welcome, everyone. We're the Bernhardt family. Right now we're very busy. So if you leave your name right now, we'll get back to you somehow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, friends. Oh, my goodness gracious, you guys. Great to be here. I am so excited, and this is why we homeschool. That very reason (laughs) right there. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to take a little bit of a moment for each of you to tell yourselves all about us, all about you, not about me, (laughs) all about you. And um, if you're married, if you're single, if you have 25 kids (laughs) or not. I should just state that was our answering machine um, uh, message when people would call growing up. So I'd get a little context there. Because we are indeed here. So Ah. yeah, you remember the answering machines and you had to get it in a certain time and whatnot. So that was uh, our family's answering mas- machine message. How many times up. did y'all have to practice? Well, that was a, f- a few times. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everybody get answering machines again, okay? Right. Exactly. If you have a big family, get an answering machine. <laughs> and sing on it. Yeah. Right. So well, fun. let's start with Rachel. Rachel's the oldest. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Rachel. Okay, thanks so much for having us today. We're so glad to be here. My name is Rachel. I am the oldest of the family. It's kind of funny that the older I get, the less proud of that I am, but I still (laughs) am hanging on as much as I can. Um, I live here in the Green Bay area after having lived in a couple different areas of the country shortly after getting married, but it's so great to be home. It's just a lovely place to live and raise a family, and I would not want to do it without the company of my favorite people. So I'm so glad to live near some of my siblings. I am a homeschool graduate. I attended public school for a short time, but the majority of my schooling was homeschooled. And then I went on to pursue some education and ultimately got my degree as a family nurse practitioner. And I now work part-time in that field and I really enjoy it. And then I'm also home part-time homeschooling my own littles. So it's a, it's a really unique experience and I'm very grateful for it. All right. And then number two, um, my name is Elizabeth. Um, I am, like I said, the second child. Um, Let's see. I live locally as well, actually in De Pere. Um, So yay, go De Pere. Um, (laughs) I am married. I just had our 10 year anniversary. I have two children, three years and four months. Um, I was, I went to a public school for a couple of years as well. And then, um, 
uh, had homeschooled all the way to graduation, went to college, got my master's, lived elsewhere for about 10 years, and then came back to the Green Bay area and loving it. My name is Josh. I am the fourth. And so we have another uh, brother, Caleb, who lives outside of the state, who is not able to be with us today. Um, I also uh, live in the area, born and raised here, homeschooled throughout, uh, graduated in 2011, went to school uh, locally, college that is, at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay, um, and currently uh, work in a communications and business development role for a local architectural firm. And my wife and I have, she was also homeschooled, I should add. Uh, and so we met through that and through church and we've uh, been married for uh, six years and have a 15 month old uh, as well. So that keeps things really exciting. I should add that as well, Josh. My spouse, um, Matt or Matthew was also homeschooled. So homeschoolers like somehow find each other and get married. Kind of I'm fun. praying about that for my kids as well. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then last but not least, I am Abigail or Abby. I am the youngest and there is a seven, almost eight year age gap between Joshua and I. So I complete the picture, but it was many years down the road. <laughs> I um, was the youngest for such a long yeah, time. Yeah, got and used to it. Dethroned. Um, exactly. Um, so yeah, my, my parents, I say that I keep them young. That's why they homeschooled for so long because they had mm -hmm. me. Uh, I was homeschooled all the way through from kindergarten through graduation, uh, being the youngest. That's what we did. I really enjoyed it. I played sports um, through the homeschool group. I did uh, Nucha. I did basketball and cross country. I did drama um, growing up as well, which I really enjoyed the singing and, and the plays um, and really got a chance to be involved in a lot of things. So even now when people ask me what homeschooling is, I love getting to share that there's so many opportunities and homeschooling isn't what people used to think. You don't just sit in your basement. Um, although we are in a basement right now, but um, it's dank. It's dark. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, There's old books all over. <laughs> and then I graduated in 2018, which is when obviously my parents finished homeschooling and I stayed here in town. Uh, I went to NWTC and pursued a nursing degree, um, really enjoyed the program. And I'm now about a uh, getting close to a year being on my own um, as a nurse uh, here at the hospital in Green Bay as an RN. So I'm greatly enjoying it. Should we add Caleb just for context? Yes, I think we need mm. to talk so, about him a little bit. Yeah, the third sibling <laughs> is Caleb and um, he has a favorite of everyone, I think, in some ways. <laughs> he lives out east with his wife who is pursuing a surgical degree. And so his degree is in family um, well, psychiatric and family nurse practitioning. And he did work in that field for some time via the Army. He's an ROTC graduate mm -hmm. and um, served in the military for some time. And now he stays home with their young daughter mm -hmm. and enjoys his time with her and parenting and taking care of the home. And um, so he's here with us in spirit, but I'm sure he would share his support for homeschooling as well. Mm hmm. All right. So at what point, like how old were each of you? And I kind of know the answer to this, but you can tell everybody else when your parents decided to homeschool, because Rachel and Elizabeth, you did go to school uh, in a public school for a little while. Um, and what were their reasons, as you kind of understand that now for for pulling the two of you and then homeschooling everybody else? Whoever wants to take that. I guess I'll just start off by saying that in the early years, I did attend public school. It was, you know, school right down the street from the house. Well, a, a little bit farther, but walking distance and um, very much had a community school feeling. My parents knew some of the teachers personally were very involved and there were some really great experiences involved with that. 
Um, we were certainly grateful for the opportunity, but I think as they started to explore their educational options and started to look into what kind of family patterns and structures they wanted to build, and also looked at some of the struggles we were having in the public school, homeschooling became you know, really a viable option for them. They reached out to some local families who were homeschooling and got some resources and direction and decided to pursue it. And if I can just add to that, Rachel, I think it was kind of an interesting combination of um, I was in first grade at the time and Rachel third grade and Rachel was doing super well academically in school and was actually having to spend a lot of time waiting, you know, for mm -hmm. the other kids to catch up. Mm -hmm. um, now, me, on the other hand, um, <laughs> I was really struggling with reading and my parents discovered um, later down the road that I had a vision problem, that I had to do vision therapy. But at the time I was struggling with reading and I wasn't um, I was coming home really discouraged and my parents really wanted to be able to offer me some additional support. So that was another reason to be able to meet um, our academic needs more one on one. Um, and they felt that homeschooling was a great way that they could do that. Um, in addition, uh, my mom has shared this with me that she it kind of bothered her that during the day we were all more spread out. We weren't more together as a family. And she said that uh, homeschooling really provided a great opportunity for us to be together as a family and really spend our quality time throughout our day doing life together as a family. So that was another reason. Yeah. And I think also from a faith perspective, being central in our education, homeschooling provided that opportunity. And that was a really, mm -hmm. you know, exciting and encouraging opportunity that my parents took on. So some of the children went to regular school. <laughs> the others went to homeschool. What about the kids? What about the siblings who were homeschooled? Did you look longingly out the window and say, <laughs> mom, yeah. dad, could I please go to school? Look at that school bus going by. Was that ever yeah. a thing? Um, honestly, no. It was it, a threat. It, it, it really, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a threat. Of yeah, that yeah, right. So, um, uh, yeah, it really not. It really was not something that uh, I we, I personally longed for. Um, I think just my personality. Uh, I had friends in the homeschool group. Mm -hmm. I was well. I felt well connected, um, and uh, and so I was really comfortable uh, where where I was at, I think, you know, maybe, maybe times, you know, certain quote unquote experiences where it's like, oh, I wonder what, I don't know, X, Y, Z is like. Um, yeah. but overall I certainly, you know, it was below zero and you looked outside and you saw the neighbors <laughs> waiting for the bus yeah. and you're not, um, <laughs> let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. it was, uh, not something that I, that I envied. Yeah. And the majority of the years on a whole, we were all homeschooled at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, depending on our ages, there were a few years where there was a, a bit of coming and going, but most years we were all home most of the time. Yeah. For me being the youngest, um, Rachel and Elizabeth were well past that age when I entered school. I mean, they were older, so they weren't in the public school environment. The only, um, sibling that I saw in a school environment outside of homeschooling was my brother, Caleb, 
who spent his junior year of high school uh, going to private school. And at that point, the through NUCHA, there was no cross country uh, program yet. And Caleb is was a very gifted runner, spent a lot of his time doing that and really had talked to my parents about he wanted the opportunity to do that in high school. And so that's the other mm-hmm. thing that I would really speak highly of my parents about is even though homeschooling was really viewed as a, you know, a, a wonderful option, it wasn't in any way shoved down your throat that if this isn't working for you, this is the only thing that we're going to allow you to do. And so Mm -hmm. for Caleb's junior year, he went to a private school and I remember he waking up hearing the bus and yeah, I never thought I want to get on the bus right now. I was still <laughs> sleeping. Um, so it was great, but, uh, you know, he, he did that his junior year and then he came back actually to homeschooling his senior year. Um, and that was the first year that, uh, Nucha offered, um, the cross country program. So, you know, that was the only sibling that I saw doing that. But I think if anything, that just spoke to me that my parents were really willing to work with our needs and that yeah. homeschooling really should mm-hmm. be about your individual child and not just about, you know, maybe more of an agenda of how you want it to look, but really making sure you're fostering your child's desires and wants. So it was, um, I think it was spoke highly that if I wanted to do that, that would be a conversation, Mm. but I felt very fulfilled in, in homeschooling. Yeah. Which I think part to, you know, to my parents credit by giving him that opportunity, he went on to college and, um, ran at the collegiate level for cross country. So it was great. He had that opportunity and now we have Nucha, which is awesome. Yeah. Mm. Really Which good. is the local homeschool sports association. Yes. So so Rachel, um, Caleb and I are a little older where that was kind of like just coming out when we were in like late high school graduating. So, um, yeah, it's awesome that now homeschool kids have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, we live down a street where everybody parked to pick their kids up from school. And so my kids would be Mm -hmm. at the window sometimes and they would see the kids laughing and throwing leaves and snowballs Mm -hmm. and they would say, mama, I want to go to school. And I said, this is not school. Do you see that? That is not school. (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're celebrating because they're all done with school kids. (laughs) True. So true. Well, okay. So I know something else about your family. The one person in your family who did get up to go to school outside the home every day mm-hmm. was your dad. Right. Because he was a public school music teacher. And mm-hmm. so I'm wondering, was that interesting, weird? The plot thickens for your family. <laughs> oh, I mean, boy. just, you know, here your dad is working in the schools. You guys are all home. Um, did that feel strange to you? Did it look strange to I others. Was, I would say it didn't feel strange to me, but whenever I've mentioned it to anybody who doesn't have a context of homeschooling, they were highly confused. They were like, so wait, your dad is in the public schools, but none of you are. And I was like, yeah, uh-huh, you got it. Um, that's just the way it is. So, uh, yes, I think others found it strange, but I didn't find it strange because I will say, um, you know, your when your parents homeschool you, they bring the gifts and skills that they have obviously to you as an education. And so, I mean, others can speak to this, but my dad being a public uh, school music teacher, he really brought that into the home with us, which is why we just sang (laughs) a little while ago. Um, And so he really kind of incorporated that. And so it just felt like that's part of who my dad is. And he brings that home with him. And that's at least how, how I viewed it. From like a practical calendar level, I think that because my dad was a public school teacher, we would follow the public school calendar more because Mm -hmm. like when he was off, then we were off. Mm -hmm. So I think that maybe was Mm -hmm. a big connection. Um, and like Abby said, I think other people thought it was weird, but I think it kind of kept, kept a pulse on like, you know, it was going on in the public schools, um, the good, the bad, the all. Um, 
you know, and ironically, I went on, um, I didn't mention this before, but I actually am a public school teacher. I teach ESL right now part time. So it kind of, yeah, it kind of comes full circle. You, you get to see both sides, the homeschool side and the public school side. What do you think the feel was when you guys were in the thick of homeschooling in the community? Was it kind of a, there's that weird, big homeschool family (laughs) or was it interesting? Were people intrigued to hear your story? Did they, and especially that your dad was a teacher, you know, you know, we often laugh. That's a a great question because we often laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, Anytime you are in the community and to this day, because I'll say, oh, I grew up in the Green Bay area when I'm in my when my job in my job. And they'll say, oh, really? What school did you go to? And to this day, (laughs) this day, you always say, actually, I was homeschooled. You always always say actually. Actually, I was homeschooled. And then the questions. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, You know, I've got a second cousin in Nebraska and big family. They homeschool as well. They're, they're really smart. They're really smart. And, you know, so um, that's, we always kind of preface that even today. Actually, we were that homeschooled. That is exactly <laughs> so spot on. True. Actually, I was homeschooled. Yeah. And then kind of like, Gosh. you just kind of wonder where it's going to go. And then someone's going to make a connection somewhere uh, of who was homeschooled in their, in their line of, uh, in their, in their lineage. Right. So um, with that, I think, uh, you know, Certainly, uh, Rachel and Elizabeth can probably speak more to this because it was probably even less uh, of an option when they started. But I mean, you know, with so much, uh, so many more options these days as it relates to, you know, uh, online Mm. options, uh, specific classes at, you know, a tech college. Mm. um, It has, I think, become more, uh, you know, mainstream in some regards. Um, But I think absolutely. a number of years ago, certainly something, you know, my brother and I would, you know, we'd get, get done with our school and we'd get off to the, to the Y and play basketball, right. Mm-hmm. At, you know, two o'clock or <laughs> right. And, uh, and it was kind of, it, you know, raised the eyebrows like, what are you doing here? Right. Um, uh, but it, it I think it, it has become so much more mainstream. I think it was always a great opportunity to share with people a little bit what it was like. I, there were a lot of people in the early days, I think, when Rachel and I started that, we're really curious, like, oh, so do you like sit in a desk all day in your <laughs> yeah. basement? And it was kind of like, no, but it gave us an opportunity to share more what it was like. And then, like Josh said, they'd always make some connection to someone in North Dakota or Nebraska or something. <laughs> yeah. um, and then usually they would say something like, oh, well, you're so social. And yes, it was like, exactly. Yeah, because we talk to each other and we still do do things, just not all day in school. But, you know, my parents did a great job at having us do things in the community and church. And um, we just had so many opportunities outside of regular school to be social. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think also probably being that when I was homeschooled, like I think of my community soccer team or some of those events, I was the only homeschooler at that point. But I think very early on, it made me comfortable being different. And um, mm-hmm. that has served me well. Yeah. So. <laughs> so many ways. Yes. Yes. I always did feel, I think that's important you say that, Rachel. I always did feel, especially in the early days when I was in community things, I often was the only homeschooler and I always did feel different, but I think that was, that was good for me looking back. It's why you guys are so smart. Right. right. I, like, listen, we've Nebraska. only been here for what a half yeah. hour and I can just smartness uh, is oh, all 
oozing. Don't ask for ACT scores. And socialization is oozing out. Oh my gosh. Of course. Well, and speaking of that, so you guys have alluded to a few things. What were some of the activities that you guys did in the community? You probably all did different things um, to socialize, to be involved. Um, we know Caleb was a runner, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we did various uh, various things. Um, Within the homeschool group, uh, you know, I was involved in sports, whether it be cross country or or basketball, um, you know, various gym classes, co-ops, things like that within the homeschool group that we were involved in, which I think were really, really valuable. Um, and then uh, we all credit to our parents um, did a lot of things outside of the homeschool group, certainly through church, many things through our local church. And then also whether it be community theater was a big thing growing up. And actually, we were able to do that as a family a lot. You know, my parents jumped in and got involved, which I will to any listener. So, so important for, uh, you know, parents to jump in, get dirty, get down, you know, sing the song <laughs> with your kids, you yes. know, don't just drop off your kids and Be let somebody else do it. Yes. Um, say all the time. You know, jump in. And my parents were always willing to do that. Um, which we are so, so thankful for. So yeah, community theater. I mean, we would, uh, as a family, sing at uh, nurse, nursing homes uh, mm-hmm. growing up, things like that, which I think were really, really important for us, our confidence, and then also uh, just getting a well-rounded idea of what's going on in the community, right? Um, from you know people that are elderly, that that don't see people throughout the week, to uh, being involved in community theater where where you had to be confident and, uh, and kind of um, go kind of, uh, make sure that that you were uh, uh, able to speak publicly and be articulate. And they did a great job at serving with us. Um, you know, we we did a lot of service as a family, and I think homeschooling gave us even more flexibility to be able to do that. So whether that was volunteering at a local food pantry together as a family, or like Josh mentioned, singing at a nursing home, um, we really got to see people from different socioeconomic backgrounds, ages, and we weren't just in our own bubble with people in our grade. We were, of course, you know, people with people of different grades being homeschooled, but also, you know, the elderly, maybe younger people volunteering, um, with um, children, you know, just across the age group and across different um, socioeconomic levels as well. Kind of gave us, gave us a, it didn't keep us in our own little bubble. I'll tell a quick story about that. Um, When we were very young, my parents would take us to local nursing homes and have us talk with people and sing. And I remember um, some of us were more eager than others to join (laughs) in that event. Um, But the people at the nursing home were just very glad to have someone sing. And I remember one day we walked in and the activity director said, this is the Bernhardt family. They're here to sing for us today. And this little lady in the front row goes, oh, great. I got a headache already. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, you by virtue of being in different situations and experiencing those things, you grow to appreciate the experience and um, it it sticks with you and and you remember it. It doesn't always have to be organized. I think about how many dogs we sat (laughs) over the years because we had the flexibility to go let them out at noon or, you know, the neighbor kids that we helped watch or the leaves we raked, like that flexibility in some ways it breeds creativity and it breeds opportunity and um, I think that's a gift that really our parents gave to us. And I I would just comment again with what my siblings have said. Homeschooling was um, the medium that the Lord used to make it happen. But I think regardless, I really just can't say enough in honor of my parents and how they were just um, completely engaged in us and um, really guiding us on 
the path the Lord wanted us in and, and in a very meaningful and humble way. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think when, when you're homeschooled or when you are homeschooling it, 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 as a parent, I can imagine it forces you to put your faith in action. Um, and, and, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <Yes>. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, however, I can always remember, we would always, you know, uh, have a scheduled time daily, you know, family devotionals in the morning mm. and, and just those, those moments, um, uh, which didn't always go as didn't planned. Didn't always go as planned, <laughs> um, but that's even a lesson as well, <laughs> exactly. right? Sometimes they don't go as planned, but it's, 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 you're being faithful to what God has called you to do every day. And it doesn't always have to go perfectly. Yeah, I'll add one last thing just on that uh, social component. I think my reaction is Joshua's or people's reaction to me when I say to this day, I'm homeschooled. Um, one of the first things they normally say is, oh, my goodness. And you're so social. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so normal. How yeah. do you talk, uh, especially because I am very outgoing. That's one of the things that I'm very comfortable with. And so I actually intentionally try to leave that to a little bit of later in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, wow. You know, they, they don't see you necessarily through the um, ideas that they have. But all of the things that my siblings have mentioned that our parents parents encouraged us to do, I think really encouraged our ability to be social, to talk to people, um, because we're not just by people that are the same grade. Um, we are in situations that can be uncomfortable and you get, you get used to being in different situations. And so I, I really appreciate it that I think people, um, so much of it, anything really is what you make of it. And homeschooling is the same way. I mean, people can homeschool and you can have your kids sit at home all day and really not get them out and connected. And my parents did not do that. And I think because of that, I am able to have a lot of the social skills that I have. And that is to their credit. So obviously how you interact with your kids in the homeschool community and outside of that, I think both are really important, um, really allow them to develop skills in a way that when you're in a classroom with all the same kids, you may not. So I agree. So because you have such a wide age range. How in the world did your parents do it? (laughs) I'm speaking for you guys because we hear this all the time, right? How, well, how am I gonna teach a ninth grader and then a second grader? And a fifth grader and a fourth grader? How how did your parents do it? And nurse the baby. Yeah, and do all these things. That's a, a great question. question. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We need to get them on to talk I about that. Yes. I think, yeah, we'll have to get definitely tune get in them next on week. To hear. Um, well, it must have worked because we did all graduate. But um, I think that it looked different every year. I, I do remember like in high school um, before there was like as much of the online classes and stuff. We utilize people in the in the homeschool group as well that um, I remember going to a lady's house specifically. She had older children. They were all graduates already. And she helped me with my math one on one once a week. You know, so we got extra support that way. Um, I remember helping younger siblings with schoolwork sometimes. I also think we did. um from a pretty young age, um, become pretty self-directed. We're absolutely not mm-hmm. perfect, but we we did do quite a bit. Um, our parents would guide us and tell us, you know, what to do. And then we would do some of it depending on what the subject was. And I would say that that um, moving on then to graduation and college and even beyond college, um, graduate degrees, that really lent well to having to be um self-motivated and self-directed because in college, the professor does not hold your hand. You have to be able to um, do things on your own. So my parents were very involved, but they, depending on our age and um, what the subject was, they weren't like sitting next to us every second, you know, it, you know, depending on what it was. Right guys. Am I, am I mm-hmm. right with that? There were some subjects that were more collaborative that would probably 
um, go through the age groups. Like I remember my mom reading out loud, like some history mm-hmm. books yes, yeah. and, and that kind of thing. And you, you take more out of it as you're older than you do when you're younger. So some of that, even as we had many different ages, we would do collectively, but then there were certainly points where you would work independently. You know, they'd point you in this direction and and you would go on your own. And then my mom would also rotate through, you know, you play with this kid while this kid does the dishes while this kid does their math. And yeah. now you have outside time. And and it, it wasn't always necessarily smooth or organized no. or perfect. Um, I certainly don't want to give that impression in any way. We could tell some stories that would. <laughs> Can I just say yeah. one thing? <laughs> You know how we mentioned devotions? I'm going to say this. Oh, no. (laughs) This is coming up. There's so many stories, but my mom so diligently would try to do devotions. And it didn't, and it didn't, well, I was going to say, it didn't always happen. Or sometimes it happened later in the day. I mean, like real life, right? So one time I was pretty young, but she, it was later in the day. And she's like, we are doing devotions today. Everybody sit down. (laughs) You know, we're we're making this happen. And I think it was Caleb, Joshua, and I that were there. I don't remember. Oh, were you there? Okay. Well, I don't have a good memory, but anyway. Uh, but Josh and Caleb were goofing off and they had we, a, were, we were paying perfect attention. They had a bocce ball. And I why don't know, a bocce ball? Why, why a bocce why, ball? You know, it's like a little heavy thing. I don't it's know. It's a heavy all, thing. Why is there a bocce ball in the living room, yeah. first of all? Because we're homeschooled. That's, so, there you go. So we have a bocce ball and they were goofing off and my mom said, hey guys, stop. And so Josh to stop, you know, he kind of wanted to, I think, probably spike Caleb and go to throw it at Caleb and had One terrible aim. <laughs> And hit my mother in the head Ooh. with a bocce ball during devotion. She went down like she <laughs> boom, gone. Keep homeschool real, people. Yeah, Keep she real. goes down and oh, like no. is concussed. <laughs> and that night she's she's as very sick. Uh, yeah. Let's just put it that way. Oh, and nice. I like my dad was very not very, pleased. Very. Angry. This is why you guys are in the medical field oh. in your family, yeah. right? This is and, and why he's thing. not in the medical. Field. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I say all that to say though that I think it is important to bring into perspective that like daily it's not like you're gonna get this and this done at a specific yes. time or it's gonna look a specific way like my parents gave a lot of effort and in the end we got a lot out of it but yes. daily that like really you know w- would look so different based on what actually occurred during the day and you know sometimes there were injuries like, yeah. she was fine so she good. is she is good <laughs> she is strong if you see a big bruise on the side <laughs> of her yes, head and a knot it's I do remember there. that Just night kidding. praying lord if please don't let this be the way my mom meets you <laughs> i will feel bad the rest and of my you life you make all the other homeschool families look bad uh, yeah, yeah right yeah, the one homeschooler knocks his yeah, mom yeah. off the i can just ball. see it now right? front page oh my god homeschool mom fake news you guys fake news yeah and in in sense of keeping it real like i guess show of hands we can we can report i don't know that i ever finished a math book uh, amen i mean that doesn't mean there was an effort put yes. forth yeah but um, yeah we always say uh you know, for some kids, summer vacation's really fun. For homeschoolers, it's it's just the time to start doubling up on math. <laughs> two lessons a day, two lessons yeah. a day. It's like, oh boy. Exactly. And then like by July, you're like, okay, we're just <laughs> we're gonna call it next year. Yeah, That's exactly. it. Right. The yeah. beginning of that next book is the same anyway. It's the same. Yeah. It's review. Review in the beginning. So yeah. Just yeah, roll, just roll with it. That. But yeah. I also yeah. felt like my parents did a great job at, you know, majoring on the majors and monitoring on the minors. So mm-hmm. they didn't stress out about things that weren't worth stressing out about. And we all graduated, you know, by the grace of God. But like, yeah. we all graduated with bocce ball incidents and all <laughs> and not finishing our math. And so 
um, yeah, you know, it's it's the little things every day and being diligent through the days, through the months and through the years. So, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to our parents because I have a three year old right now. And today I was trying to teach in the letter A and I thought, oh, man, mm-hmm. how did my parents do this? So, <laughs> yeah, the grace of God, I guess. You know, I can tell by this discussion that you guys don't get along with each other at all, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. They're Um, faking it. Yeah, Faking it for the podcast. Let's talk about sibling relationships. So you hit your mom uh, with the ball, Josh. What about sibling relationships growing up? Good question. Yeah, that was, I think it was, it was, <laughs> well, it was a little bit unique in the sense that, um, you know, as Abigail mentioned, there was a seven year gap between Abigail and myself. Um, Rachel was older than that. I don't know how much older. <laughs> she's being emphasized. She's, I feel so bad. Uh, 14 years older than me. 14. Okay. I, I sometimes just miss the specific dates. Um, and so with that being said, there was a 14 year gap. Um, and, and so I think that made it a little bit unique that, uh, in many ways, we, we talked a little bit about it earlier, how did, how do, how does a parent do it? I mean, I remember many times Rachel helping me with my math. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so in that sense, uh, I think the older siblings were forced to be mentors for, uh, the younger siblings. Can I just give Rachel credit for a second? Rachel has loved every s- other sibling with math and science mm-hmm. ah, till yes. I graduated mm-hmm. college. Over Skype. So she actually over Skype. We were Skyping before Skype was cool. <laughs> yeah. With the whiteboard right in the math yeah. God also blessed us with a very smart oldest sibling yes. who yes. was Aww. very motivated. No, Aww. genuinely yeah. though. Yeah. So when it was like, yes. well, when Josh was like, Rachel, I can't pass biology. There was Rachel. So um, there is, there that is a little sad that was i have a whole bunch i have siblings and other that then and sibling in-laws who are all in the medical field and i had i god makes us all differently and wires us differently sorry the human bio thing like not clicking uh, in my brain actually it was college and i remember coming back and i got less than a good grade on a exam and this was like human bio 101 and rachel was like are you kidding me (laughs) and i was like look i just need help here like c's get degrees you know like c's get degrees yes 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 Yes. Yes. rachel i so yes she rachel was always very helpful to all of us and did a lot to help us absolutely so thank you rachel well that's very sweet i think you know interestingly enough being that we do have such an a huge huge there's bigger but age gap (laughs) between us, um, we still really, I think it was modeled for us Mm -hmm. that you make relationships a priority Mm -hmm. and that, uh, what's the old saying? Blood is thicker than water. Like there were a lot of fights growing up. I think probably the neighbors could attest to, there was some maybe yelling or throwing or (laughs) chasing that definitely occurred. You know, if I think back over the years, um, not only in childhood, but even in adulthood, my biggest fights have been with people around this table or that could be around this table. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But those have also been my best moments. Yeah. And whenever there's a crisis, these are the people you call mm, and these yes. are the people that come. And not only are they there for the Christmas and the Easter and the, you know, the births and the deaths, they're also there for just the raking of your yard and the, you know, moving in and moving out of your house. And so I think homeschooling really taught us like, this is your tribe. And these are the people that are going to care when nobody else does. These are the people that are going to stick by you. And so personality wise, we certainly bring different things to the table. Um, My parents are very gracious, joking about it. If, if you got in uh, Josh's car or my car, there would be no question 
as to <laughs> whose it was. One of us is a bit more particular than the other. One is clean and one is messy. Ooh, I'll let you guess. <laughs> guess who's who? That's the, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you think about that. And, you know, even in, even in things that perhaps are our hobbies or perhaps are our passions, there are certainly some strong overlaps, but we maybe wouldn't have picked each other, but we're so glad that the Lord did. And so we're invested in that, even if it means a little extra effort. And then the payout is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to, you know, being homeschooled um, gave us that opportunity to be around each other all day, most days. Probably um, while there was more fights. Huh? Yes, there were absolutely more yeah. fights, but there were also more opportunities to go jump on the trampoline together or play lightning with basketball or, you know, whatever it was and do our schoolwork side by side. So we just had more hours together during the day with being homeschooled. Yeah. And then I think I'll just add uh, that, you know, as Rachel said, it was really modeled to us. So I think that was a huge reason that my parents, you know, enjoyed homeschooling was the fact that it gave that family dynamic and it was never said to me specifically, but I just always knew growing up from a young age that family is a priority. It's one of the highest Mm. priorities. It wasn't, you know, and it wasn't like my parents, you know, yelled or whatever, but Sundays, you know, I can't think of how many times we would go on a family bike ride, or we would go on a family walk, or we would go play soccer as a family. And I think a big part of that is, as Josh said, my parents modeled that behavior. So it wasn't as if they said, you guys need to go spend time together. And then like went (laughs) and did their own thing. You know, they, they were involved, um, so heavily in doing that. And from all of the road trips that we took, I mean, goodness gracious, never flew on a plane because there's too many of us, um, (laughs) but spent a lot of hours in a car. I mean, just all the things that they did that fostered that. So it was never spoken, but I always knew that family was a huge priority. And being the youngest, when people ask me, because I get that question, well, you have siblings that are so much older. Do you feel like you have a good connection with them? And I said, yeah, I definitely do. I really do. And I think it's to my parents' credit for sending that example. And then my siblings' credit that they continued to invest in me when I was the little sibling that a lot of people wouldn't have. Like a lot of people would like, yeah, that's my little sister. Would you leave? Like yeah. I remember being scared to go to birthday parties when I was like four and Josh went with me. Um, <laughs> See, Rachel went with me. So, so and that's not even a joke. That's actually truthful. Um, so, like, you know, Hey so, man, who's that? Like, who's that girl in the, in the, sitting in the car? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> weird. Some kid is scared. Wait, Josh, was that the birthday party for your now wife's little sister? And you just wanted to go hang out with Liliana? Yeah, but I mean, genuinely, um, my my siblings were, and I think it was probably the example set by my parents, but were just so invested. I mean, even to further loop it, when I was 11, I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and the I got diagnosed and the very next morning I had to be at Children's Hospital at like 7 a.m. And um, uh, Rachel and Elizabeth were both well into their 20s at this point living down in Illinois. And they both drove up that day um, to my appointment. And Josh drove um, my my mom and I down. So at 7 a.m. we all met in Milwaukee. And I remember coming in for my appointment and people were like, are all these people with you? And I was like, yeah, of course they're all with me. Like, yeah. what are you What are you saying? Deal with it. <laughs> but, you know, we're all sitting down at the table. And I think they were really impressed that there were so many people that were involved 
involved and able to be there and invested in learning about this new disease that I was going to be living with and how to support me. And as you know, 20 some year olds, my sisters and my brother cared about me enough to make that a priority. There really wasn't um, a question and Caleb would have come, but he was in the military. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, so to make that a priority. So I just, I will say that I think I have very close relationships with my siblings and it's to my parents' credit and to my siblings' credit. And just to bring that to the next generation now, mm-hmm. as we are having kids, um, you know, we've continued that closeness in a little different way because we all have our own families now as well. But um, continue that closeness as our kids, you know, our friends with each other's kids. And um, Abby is definitely the favorite aunt. All the <laughs> kids love Abby and she's an awesome babysitter. So One it's great. Final thing they'll just add as it relates to family um, uh, sibling dynamics and relationships is I think the fact that by God's grace, um, we all profess to know the Lord and, mm-hmm. and are, are walking with him. Um, that really at the end of the day really keeps us connected. Um, and I know my parents would, would probably say that's, you know, it's not, it's not a formula. It's God's grace every day. But at the end of the day, I think that's really what keeps us the most connected because any issues that may arise or even growing up, it was always, all right, follow, follow Christ's model. What would Jesus do in this situation? Uh, I can just think of my mom opening the peacemaker book, you know, and and model. There was was several weeks we read that like every Every night at dinner because we really needed it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day that that's still uh, to this day um, will continue to be that the thing that really, um, binds us, so to speak, all together is our common faith in the Lord and his grace and, and, and what he's doing in all of our lives. Yeah. And I think that, um, sibling models set us up for good relationships with people outside the family. I'm mm-hmm. um, not that they're always perfect either. There's always issues there, but my parents were always very welcoming to others coming for holidays or, yeah. you know, birthdays or Christmas or meeting down at the park to play games. And so, um, I think we enjoy, being together as a family union, but we also enjoy the company of others and and we want to kind of spread that family feel around. But um, Josh hits the nail on the head. It's really the sovereignty and grace of God that keeps us centered because there's a lot of, you know, differences of opinions that do arise in close relationships. But if at the end of the day, you have that central belief, you can respect the other person's point of view much more graciously. And then you have the same goals. So that yeah, and a standard and a standard to go back yeah, to because exactly. you say, Hey, you know, you're not treating me like mm-hmm. you should, then it's not just your opinion. It's yeah. okay. Based on what the scriptures say. Yep. Okay. Here is something that everybody is so fearful about. Now we're sitting here with some intellectual people who all get along. They're a family who loves the Lord with all their hearts. And The thing is, some people think homeschooling, you're going to fall way behind. You could never be a physician's assistant or. In the communications. (laughs) Never. That was too long of a gap. What are you, Josh? (laughs) (laughs) I try to explain that to people every day. (laughs) I'm just teasing. How was it helpful? Let's talk about how it was helpful. Your education at home. How was that helpful and conducive to what you guys do now? I mean, well, no matter what you do, you have to relate with people. So I feel like my parents, I guess maybe not no matter what you do, but a lot of what you do. So my parents giving us a lot of opportunity, like we already talked about um, in the community in and outside the homeschool group. 
um, that was really valuable to learn how to talk and relate to people of different ages and, you know, not just all the same from our grade level. That was huge. Mm-hmm. What else, guys? I would say when I look back on my post high school education, bachelor's, master's, post-master's degree, I don't think I would have thought looking forward to it, how much independent learning occurred, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Perhaps it's partly with the age of the internet and online classes and send in your paper. Um, It was, I looking at my friends, in some ways I felt like it was easier for me to get an assignment, work on it, and then submit the final result Mm -hmm. than for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that ability to do your own research and be independent and then come up with that final project, which is a big part of what makes homeschooling work, I think that really set me up well. I think it also set me up well that I valued education and I wanted to Mm. learn. Um, Even now, I spend hours every week looking up articles and Mm. comparing studies and trying to come up with the best solution, looking sometimes outside the traditional steps. And I think that homeschooling taught us to be independent thinkers. And that serves you well, not only during your training, but moving into whatever career field you have and the flexibility of saying, maybe I'm not going to do this the exact way everyone else is. Maybe I'm not going to work full time. Maybe I'm going to work part time. Maybe I'm going to work these different shifts. Maybe I'm going to start my own company. That kind of ability to be flexible and engaged, I think, is something that homeschooling teaches you. And then it transitions well. Um, there definitely were moments. I, I think I was extremely nervous coming up to the ACT. I hadn't taken a formal standardized test in mm-hmm. a long time. And you think, man, I'm going to walk in there and out there and it's going to be single digits. <laughs> I just know it, you know. So there, there is somewhat that feeling of I hope that I'm not super far behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and the behind is a word that really only matters in in certain segments. And so there were things very early that it became clear. I don't want to try to keep up with this group. This is maybe more the field that, Mm -hmm. that I'm made for and that I'm willing to work hard to achieve. So homeschooling offers the opportunity to become passionate about learning, become flexible in your pursuit and become independent in your thinking. Mm -hmm. And to be lifelong learners, like you said, you know, I feel like we're all still learning, whether it's formal education, Abby is continuing some formal education or just on our own continuing continuing to learn. And if I could just add, I think we all learned to be hard workers, mm-hmm. right guys? I mean, and we, we learned that from our parents and seeing that, and mm-hmm. then the biblical, the biblical model of, you know, whatever you do, do it onto the Lord. So mm-hmm. we worked, we worked hard and yeah, that was something I would add for sure. That is we didn't pay him to say that, you guys. No. But th- this is exactly what we're talking about mm-hmm. because we so many times we look at learning. People put the the cart before the horse, right? Mm-hmm. They say, well, what academics are we going to do? What are we going to teach them? We need science. We need this. But nope, stop. What you need is an atmosphere in your home where learning blends with life, mm-hmm. an atmosphere mm-hmm. of learning, because once you teach obedience, We can teach anything, right? But obedience needs to happen. That's just a natural part of life. Parents need to be involved. They can't send their children off to go do that really hard math book. And I'm going to be over here on, I don't know, Twitter, starting an Etsy shop. We can't do that, right? You have to model learning. There's really no teacher. We say this every time. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a teacher. There's only a fellow learner. 
That's what there is. And so when you're constantly learning and your children see you do that, that's it. It's mm-hmm. contagious. You can't make it up. And, mm-hmm. and we're sitting here with proof of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you know, when I'm in the community, um, in, in my, uh, position, I, I talk to a lot of business leaders and, and of course these days it's so hard to find, uh, talent. It's so hard to find workers. The employment uh, challenges are, are seen throughout. And I remember sitting down with one business uh, owner and I was in college and cause people told me to go and network. So I did. And this business owner sat me down and said, well, let's, let's make a list of all of the things. If you were in my position, all the things that you would be looking for if you were going to hire somebody. And we did. We made a list of all these different things, Um, you know, work ethic, you know, coming in on time, you know, communication, all these different things. At the end of that, we put them into categories of, is this an attitude or is this a skill, right? Mm -hmm. And you could argue 100% of them were attitudes, right? So you can always teach skills, but it's hard to teach attitudes, right? Don't get me wrong. If you're, you know, uh, uh, you know, a a surgeon, okay, you need to have the skills. Don't get me wrong, right? You're a pilot, like, you you need to pass the ACT, right? Like sitting on, uh, sitting on an aircraft and being like, well, our pilot today has a really good attitude, right? Like, it's not making me feel great. But at the end of the day, you might, you would hire someone who, who has potential to have those skills and has the good attitude Mm. than someone who's, you know, just doesn't have those skill or attitudes, but maybe has the skills. And so I think for us, it allowed us the opportunity to, to develop those attitudes and then learn how to develop the skills. Yeah. Uh I I will add to that. So, you know, Rachel mentioned the, the ACT. um, And I think that's funny. She says she's nervous because she did the best out of any of us. Um, (laughs) And I may be on the lower end of the totem pole, but, uh, but, you know, going into something like that, I think, you know, there are so many upsides to homeschooling. I think one of the downsides can be that is if you're not naturally as self-motivated, certainly some of us were more naturally self-motivated in like science, math, whatever, you know, it, it can be difficult because then you start wondering, oh, I wonder how I'm doing opposed to other people or whatever it is. And I think, you know, my parents did a really good job of when I say really working with each of us to say, okay, well, if you're not as self-motivated, we're going to get you plugged into this online class. For me, I did online classes um, near the end of, of my homeschooling. And that was really helpful for me to learn deadlines and mm-hmm. turning in papers and all of that sort of thing. Um, but then even going into the ACT, I remember after that, I felt this discouragement, like, oh, I, I don't really know where I am academically. I don't really know what I'm going to do. And I think the biggest thing that stood out to me in homeschooling is, and the, the, the idea of, of intelligence or being smart. And I think my dad did a really good job of this is it's, it's just really comes down to hard work at the end of the day. Like it really does. Like how badly do you want to be a nurse, Abby? Like how badly do you want to learn something? And so when I felt like, man, this AZT score makes me look a lot stupider than I thought I was. Like it (laughs) it was just, it was so discouraging for me because I, I felt like, yeah, I I, kind of got this together. And then walking out and feeling like I don't have this as much together. And then going on into nursing school and I was able to do very well. And it was because I had the attitude of hard work. And when other people were doing whatever, I'd be like, no, I'm going back to study. Like I'm, I'm showing up early and, yeah. you know, I mean, even, you know, Rachel would tell me, yeah, best thing to do before an exam, get there at 5am and study for the two hours beforehand, whatever it was mm-hmm. like having hard work. And that's, I think going back to what Josh said, that's an, that's more of an attitude. Mm-hmm. And I think that, so in times when maybe there was slight gaps in homeschooling where it was like, oh, maybe I didn't spend enough time on this math or maybe I didn't, yeah. it wasn't as though it was like crippling because there were the mm-hmm. tools there to then 
work harder at doing whatever it was. Um, and so I would say hard work was something that was really, um, push. And I'm thankful because at the end of the day, um, being smart, you know, it's, it's that idea of is smart something that is stuck or is it, is it moldable? And if it's moldable, you really feel the ability to go do things. And so that's really what you want your kids to know is like, well, don't just say that this kid is smart and this kid isn't, or in a certain way, there's so many different forms of intelligence. Yeah, We have experts on that here. So, um, (laughs) but really just saying that hard work is, is a huge, huge part of it. And I think that was a really big encouragement to me because I might not be as gifted in Rachel and getting a good score on the ACT, but I can work hard to do well on an exam or whatever it was. So that was um, really important. And, and hard work, you know, goes so beyond academics, right? I mean, it's, it's just such an important skill for your whole lives. What, whatever it is, whatever is before you. So yeah. Wash your dishes, washing yeah. your dishes. Well, <laughs> clean the car, one. whoever needs to clean yeah. their car over there. <laughs> yes. 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 Leave you on the edge of yes. your seat. Um, yes. I may be vacuuming out our vehicle because there are some people in it. No, that's not. I am the clean car person there. I left you on the edge of your seat. I just didn't want I anybody. I did not I want anybody say, leaving this Rachel podcast. Also has two kids that eat snacks in the car and yes. you don't oh, have yeah. one. That oh. would never, that would never happen on Josh's watch. No. Be like, you're going hungry till we get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I know we probably have a, a you're, we're having a hard time filling this time. Aren't yeah. We? Oh yeah. Really completely. Yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. You can't really do this, but if there were anything that you could go back and change about your homeschooling experience as people were thinking about parents who are homeschooling now, maybe they're kind of in the midst of it. Mm. Something that did or didn't happen that you wish had. That's such a good question. I think for me, I, uh, um, as much as we said, it's about attitude, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and I think it is. Um, there were definitely times that I probably would have benefited from more guidance in certain areas and with certain specific subjects. I mentioned bi- biology earlier, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and I think part of that was there, there maybe weren't as many resources then where now I think it's okay to plug your child into a biology class that, you know, let that, that yeah. know what they're doing. That's exactly. that nor, know better what they're doing. So I think for me, maybe there are specific subjects that, um, I could have excelled more in mm-hmm. if I maybe would have had uh, more kind of more specific guidance, which maybe wasn't even available at the time, but now really is. So I would, mm-hmm. I would just encourage parents to, um, go ahead and, and yeah, plug your kids into what makes sense for you and them and what they need. And you don't have to do it all yes. mm-hmm. do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to teach every subject. That's exactly that's for sure. You find your people. Yeah. Sometimes less is more mm-hmm. for sure. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you guys say to homeschooled kids who are maybe doubting in themselves? Because that's huge. Mm. There are some kiddos who maybe can't just find their groove. You know, things mm-hmm. come hard to them, especially when the, nowadays they're being pulled out, you know, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. It's all they know. But what, what would you say to those kids who are doubting in themselves or their homeschool experience right now? I would say, first of all, you're not alone. Maybe that's in the sense that I think we all, um, in some ways express a little bit of that, right. Doubt going into the ACT, ACT. maybe (laughs) doubt going into that first day of college or, you know, you're like, okay, am I going to, am I going to, do I fit in here? Right. Do I, um, and so you're not, and you're not alone and that's, that's okay. That's, that's okay. That, um, that you feel maybe a little bit of doubt, Mm -hmm. but I would say to use 
that doubt as a motivator to work harder, right? Yeah. And and maybe the, the fear of failure is probably crippling at times, but it sometimes is an okay motivator, <laughs> a motivator to say, I'm not going to fail this. So I'm going to get there at 5 a.m. and study. Right. And I think going back to my point, that's basically what I was trying to express earlier is like, Overall, I'm so thankful that I was homeschooled. I, I, it was such a good experience, but there really were times that I, especially kind of going into college. I mean, okay, if we're being really honest, I took the ACT many times. And one of the times my score came back, it was the same as before. And like, I was just sitting there in tears, like, oh, mm. oh my goodness. Like, I, I don't know if I can go do what I want to do. I don't know what to, to do with myself. And, and that gets back to, to, you know, really the, the hard work component, mm. um, of saying, oh, okay, well I'm going to go, you know, work harder, but then also kind of to Liz's point, also being realistic of what the actual struggles may or may not be. I mean, when you get into that social component and I kind of am speaking for Josh a little bit, but I think sometimes in homeschooling, um, homeschoolers sometimes do tend to be very academic. And although I enjoyed learning, being a more social person, sometimes I felt really out of the loop when all the homeschoolers would be like, well, I got a 34 on my ACT. I got a 35. And you're like, <laughs> really? Oh, okay. And, you know, and then what did you get on your ACT? And I'd be like, I don't remember, uh, <laughs> which also didn't sound good. So, you know, it feeling like I would have doubt in that arena and then going into kind of the school arena. Okay. Well, what, you know, what, is it going to look like for me at school? And some of the things that were uh, assimilating into college classes, there were a few bumps along the road. I remember the first time I was in like a math class that I was in the front row and the teacher handed me like a wad of papers. And so I start looking at these papers and I'm like sitting there shuffling through them. Like, why are these all the same? He handed me so many. And the person next to me taps me and goes, you're supposed to take one and pass the rest to us. And I go, I'm so sorry. Like I was like mortified because I'm like, I don't know these things, but like that's ministry. That I is classic. I actually didn't know that. Oh, that Abby. Or like, you know, no. like even like having a backpack. I remember for college, oh. like, what do I put in my backpack for my day of classes? And, you know, just all that yeah. kind but, of stuff. But I guess my point is, is like, that was a slightly embarrassing moment. Um, the other thing also, I remember being in that same class and like walking in and it was a math test and the teacher hands me a paper and I'm like, think of it like the only other test I had been in was the ACT, right? So I'm like waiting for him to tell us to go and all this stuff. And about five minutes later, I realized everybody's just doing the test. I probably should start, um, you know, like just those types of things, but yeah. they're very minuscule. And so I would say to people like the little social, maybe anxiety or altering, really a lot of that is really minuscule. You, you have a lot of the tools to do well. And so not stressing about that little stuff because it was like three seconds where I was kind of like, Oh, I feel a little, 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 like a fish out of water. And then I moved on, but really the bigger stuff about not being sure how you measure up. Um, I think there are a lot of people that come from public school, private school, other settings that feel that same way too. That's oh, yes. not specific mm -hmm. to, oh, yeah. to homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And sure. so I think not also like putting that all on homeschooling and recognizing yeah. if you really do have the hard work ethic and really tap into your tools. Um, you know, Josh talked about networking. That's huge. Being able to say, okay, well, I'm struggling with this with somebody that could help me or how, you know, how do I work yes. better on this? It, it, it doesn't, I think just really bringing that to light that like I personally struggle with some of those anxieties, I think probably more than others. Um, really because of the ACT, I really do not like that test. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it, it, it's okay. I'm an, I'm yeah. an RN and nobody's asked me my ACT score yeah. since. And they and never so, will. Never. Yeah. You, have yeah. to, you have to keep the main, I would say also keep keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm, and yes. what I mean, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we, uh, it's, it is about 
your parents probably homeschooled you for a reason, right? Um, or they did. And so for us, again, it, it's our faith in the Lord. And so keeping that, those little things that Abigail alluded to that maybe are awkward the first day of class, or how do I, you know, what to put in my backpack yeah. or I have to put, you know, give these, uh, how do I, how's this test going to go, et cetera. At the end of the day, you know, it's all for the glory of God. So it's like, look, if I totally fail today, or if I make a fool of myself today, all right, God, it's for your glory. And if I do spectacular, all right, it's for your glory. And so um, just keeping the main thing, the main thing. Yeah, I think if you can have, it's really hard as a student, it's hard as an adult, but if you can keep an eternal perspective, um, God is not going to ask you your ACT score when you get into heaven. And so, you know, really, if you're living for the glory of Christ, our society puts a lot of emphasis on academics. Homeschoolers put a lot of emphasis on academics. I often felt like I hadn't, you know, I've never read whatever Latin I don't Shakespeare. Get Shakespeare. But that really the Lord cares about your heart and that even though our society yeah. values academics very highly in another society, perhaps whether or not you're strong would be important, whether or not mm -hmm. you you know are able to physically do things would be a bigger emphasis. And so just remembering that if you are working for the Lord and not for man, that's what counts. Mm -hmm. And as a homeschooler, you have that freedom especially if your parents are doing it for yes. um, religious, spiritual, personal reasons. And if you are in a public school setting or even a private school setting, that emphasis might not be allowed you. Mm -hmm. And so it really is a blessing. And when you feel strange or you feel awkward, other people do too. They just hide it better than you yeah. do. <laughs> and so. when you feel strange or awkward, it's an opportunity to practice resilience, which once mm. again, that goes so beyond academics, right? Like we need to practice resilience just in life. And now that I have kids, model that to my kids, you know, so um, gives us that opportunity. And saying, uh, I don't know is an okay answer mm. or laughing. Yeah. I don't know how many times I laugh okay. at myself, you know, if someone makes a reference to a movie, right. Or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I, oh, I, yes. I grew up under a rock. I don't know what you're talking about. And, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well that's okay. Right. And, yes. and so people are, yes, there are some people that are really judgmental, but some people are not as judgmental as you think they are because mm -hmm. they're all, everybody's, everybody has a story and this happens okay. to be your story. And I think the last thing that I will say is those little things that I talked about that were maybe slightly awkward or even that moment where I was like, I can't do nursing. Like I, I, it was very brief moment. And then I was like, no, you have the ability. I had family members and siblings and all this support around me that really enabled me to get the confidence. And once I started, I, I did well. Um, but also just even being homeschooled and having that perspective and being so grounded in the Lord, I was really able to be confident about my faith in a setting like NWTC yeah. and really witness to some um, friends that I studied with. I remember some of our conversations and walking out and being like, did I actually say that? Are they still talking to me? <laughs> like, wow. But like, and I think part of that is I actually was able to sometimes witness in a much easier way because that's a very basic question that Josh talked about before. Where do you go to school? Oh, you were homeschooled. Uh, yeah. Why were you homeschooled? And I got really good at being like, yeah, like my parents, you know, really wanted to be able to grow me up in a Christian environment. Oh, well, tell me more about that. Uh, it, it, it's been so much more integrated, my faith into who I am and what I do, that I feel that I'm able to eat, uh, more easily represent uh Christ in certain environments in a much more natural way. Mm -hmm. And I look back and think like, wow, I had a really meaningful experience in so much more than just academically mm -hmm. at NWTC because I had all these other tools to go with me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the other thing is to remember like, yeah, ultimately it's about representing Christ and glorifying him. And you can do that whether you get a C or an A, as long as that was really <laughs> your best effort, you know, really working hard to glorify God. And that's important to remember. 
Okay, so four of you, three here, and Caleb already have children. Um, mm-hmm. Are you going to homeschool them? And Abby, for you too, when you do get married and have children, will you homeschool them? Why or why not? Maybe. <laughs> um, my oldest is in first grade and we are homeschooling him and it is like the joy of my life and the hardest thing that I do. So there you go. Um, it's a stretch for the parents more than the kids. I oh think. man, it's been a week. Um, I just did some math Monday. with him it's today Monday and, and I sent him back home. I was like, okay, Joe, bye. Like, go back home, finish your math book. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the commitment I would make as a homeschool graduate is that it will always be an option. Every year it will be a point of prayer and it will be a point of consideration. Um, and whatever I have to do to keep it as an option, Lord willing, that is exactly what I will do. And so by no means am I going to stand here and say, this is it, I'm for sure. But it is a priority to me. Um, it is a priority to make it happen and to at least consider it as a good and meaningful and purposeful choice that um, I can see the value in. And so if year by year, if the Lord points us in a different direction or situations change as they may, um, by no means am I arrogant enough to say, I'm the only one who can do this. Mm -hmm. But I think by the Lord's grace, I may be the one who can do this best. Mm -hmm. And with his help, I hope I can have that opportunity. Um, And having been a graduate, I know that it can work. That doesn't mean that it's perfect. I think had I gone another route, Perhaps my ACT score would have been higher, but I don't know that I, there's a little trauma behind that. Can you feel it at all? No <laughs> more talk of she that. She did very, very, no very more talk well. I don't know that very I would well. have some of the other things that I gained from it. Like yeah. um, my best friends who have the same last name and, you know, those, those kind of things. And um, having a, a child that's now school age, It's just such a blessing to be able to weave my faith in and out of our conversations and to feel less pressure. We had our son in a more traditional school setting very briefly during 4K. It was just a a little part time thing. And um, the stress of like, get up, get dressed. I don't care that you slept terribly. Put on your backpack, eat your lunch, drop him off. Pick him up two hours later. How was your day? It was a bad day. Why was it a bad day? Trying to pry out of the four-year-old. What happened? And then emailing the teacher and then not getting. And so even though homeschooling is a lot of work and a lot of stress, and I never have time to clean my house the way I would like, (laughs) um, it's a different kind of stress. And in some ways. Or Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. You said it. Not me. She got the highest ACT. So we all have different strengths. Amen. It, it's a different. She could have went higher. Right. It's a different kind of stress. And it's stress that I, by the grace of God, am in control. And if we had a bad day, I know why. I yes. know what happened. Yeah. You know, I can think about it and pray about it and, and bring it full circle. So I can't say that I would never consider an alternative school option, but I can say that I would always consider homeschooling as an option. Before we move on, and I do want to hear from each of you, but um, Rachel, your husband, Jake, is the, well, I think 
Caleb's wife is yeah, not homeschooled, yep, but he's correct. like the one in-law who wasn't homeschooled. Yeah, Jacob so, and then Caleb's wife later. Right, yeah. and so he's supportive of homeschooling for the kids? Yeah, you know, long ago, as I am so old, <laughs> <laughs> when, when we were dating and then married and and it was quite a while before we had kids, um, we, we talked about it some, and I was always very on board with, you know, I will certainly consider public or private school as an option, and he was always very on board with, I will certainly consider homeschooling as an option. Um, it was never a point of argument and he has been amazing. I'm out of the home part-time and he is in the home part-time in addition to the help of my parents, which is extremely valuable. And he has just really fell in love with it himself as well and seen the value um, academically, but probably more than that, spiritually, socially, um, from a character perspective. I don't know that I would ever want to have a formal assessment on my six-year-old, but if I did, I'm sure there would be a list of possible things. And it's really great that right now we are just working through that. And if at some point we need some additional professional support, that's great. And that's fine. But um, Jacob's been very, very supportive and not only supportive, but engaged in homeschooling. And I think um, being well immersed in the family, he's seen the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> and um, he's willing to, with the Lord's help, you know, give it our best shot. And um, in our family with my kids, there are a lot of bad days. And, you know, you listen to a podcast, you look online and we talk about the smiles and the laughs, but there were a lot of bad days and that's OK. Mm -hmm. um, the Lord loves us despite those things and, and his sovereignty covers us. So I think Jake is learning. I think sometimes it's a it's a bit of a stretch for him to think, is this enough when he thinks about the fact that he was at school from 8 a.m. until 3 yeah. 30 p.m. and then came home with an hour of book work yeah and you know it's noon and I'm saying go in the backyard and play <laughs> did we do enough today you know yeah so it's it's kind of finding and and learning but it certainly is something that he sees the value in and I'm so grateful for that yeah yeah definitely Liz and Josh I feel like Rachel answered that really well <laughs> so yeah, just Drop the mic. Yeah. We, won't, we won't actually drop these mics. Yeah. Well, because you just, you two have toddlers. And yes. Caleb mm -hmm. has a toddler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Abby's not married yet. So. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I really would echo what Rachel said. I echo what um, Rachel said. That is, that is our current, uh, that's what, what's on Liliana, my wife, and in and, and our, our hearts right now and on our minds right now is to homeschool. Um, and that's, that would be, I, I believe, our plan at this juncture. But uh, we'll see what God has in store. I guess I would just add that I am part time right now um, as a teacher in the public schools. So um, I am grateful for the public schools. I'm grateful for we have many wonderful teachers in the public mm -hmm. schools who who spend hours and hours outside of the school day. Um, I was one of those before I had kids. I was a first grade teacher and. Uh, I think my record is I was leaving a first school. grade teacher. Oh, first grade's the best. I, know. <laughs> I think my record is leaving school at 11:55 p.m. when the janitor's like, "You have to leave. The alarm's gonna go off." And I was like, "Really?" But I'm not done. Yeah. Um, but I Liz think this is a little bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> I'm learning. I can't be with toddlers. But anyway, um, but, but I they think, grow up, so that's yes, okay. Yes. I think um, through being a public school teacher, um, I just kind of have a little bit of a unique perspective and. Um, I, I, our plan right now is to homeschool, but like Rachel said, holding that with an open hand and, um, yeah, just taking it year by year and, you know, just praying and seeing what God has. But I'm so grateful we have the option, um, in other countries they don't. And I'm just so grateful we live in a country right now that we do. And, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I think the last thing that I'll say is just, you know, the attitude that my parents had before, obviously allowing my brother when he had, you know, this passion that he had that wasn't an option in homeschooling to mm -hmm. do something else. And I think that's basically what everybody is saying. And even for homeschoolers to assimilate and witness and be around other people, we really want to make sure that we don't have an attitude of, you know, this is the only way to do things because there are other ways to do things. And of course, we do it because we feel that it's best for us, but to really um, have a, a humble heart and to say, this is something that God's really blessed us with. You know, let's, we would love to share it with you and to, um, you know, really have just an open, humble spirit. And I feel like my parents very much spoke highly of homeschooling. And obviously that's what the direction we would all go in, but it's not something that, um, you know, was ever forced upon us. And I think that's the same attitude that I would want to carry going forward. That's my desire. That's my hope. But every year, let's bring that to the Lord in prayer and let's see what my kids yeah. need. And, you know, because it's, it's not just no kid is a formula. So just really right. making sure that what, and there's so many different ways to homeschool yes, nowadays too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the last thing to say going, especially when they're little, you know, I think of um, Rachel's six-year-old, you know, it's so important to, I think, not have them because they're just, their minds are like sponges. Right. And when mm -hmm. he goes, why, you know, why did this person say this? It's so much nicer. Like Rachel said that she just has full tabs on what's going on. And as kids get older, um, being able to incorporate some of those other school options, whether it be a class in the public school or technical college or this online environment to really, um, help them. Like that's one wonderful thing about homeschooling. It's so it's, they're so, so moldable. And so to just be able to continue to have an open mind every year is so important. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for coming on this episode. Longest wow. episode you've I think ever. This is in the, in the <laughs> what is, what's the number there? Everybody likes long can episodes. We, can That's we round down? Yeah. <laughs> Noah will have our, to edit it. Yeah. Don't 14. look. We've wow. had we have, we've had, we've a had long longer like that. So. All right. So thank you so much for joining us today with the Bernhardt family, the children who are grown up and smart. And you heard it here, folks. You are a privileged parent. You have options and just know that you are the best model for your children. <laughs>